Welcome to another exciting episode of Spatial Podcasts. Today, we will dive into the impact of artificial intelligence and machine learning on society. We remind the audience that Spatial is a European-funded project that tries to achieve trustworthy artificial intelligence as a top priority for Europe. In today's rapidly changing technological landscape, the impact of artificial intelligence and machine learning on the well-being of society cannot be overstated. AI and machine learning have emerged as powerful tools that reshape industries and transform our relationship with technology. While these advancements have brought many benefits, they raise important societal issues. It is crucial to examine how AI and machine learning influence areas such as healthcare, education, the economy, privacy, and the overall fabric of our society. By understanding the complex implication of these technologies, we can navigate their intersection with human welfare and ensure the responsible and ethical implementation. This examination is essential, not only for policymakers, researchers, and industry leaders, but also for all individuals. I'm your host, Blanca Reri, Chief Marketing Officer at Australo, and to discuss about those challenges, we have today with us the expert Jason Pritmore from Erasmus University, a partner within the Spatial Consortium. Jason is the Vice Dean of Education at Erasmus School of History, Culture and Communication, and leads multiple research projects with societal impact. So Jason understands the impact of innovative technologies on the population. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. I'm uh, very happy to be here. Okay, great. So we will start off. Um, artificial intelligence and machine learning have become integral parts of our lives. So Jason, please, could you briefly provide an overview of the impact of AI and machine learning on society? Sure. Um, I think the, the key thing is that we don't uh, realize how much uh, algorithmic decision making is happening uh, behind the scenes. Um, it's happening basically at all times when you are using the internet or your phone. Um, you see all sorts of different processes happening in the in the background. Um, but there are all sorts of uh, processes happening in the background that uh, most people aren't aware are actually being developed and implemented by uh, yeah, AI and algorithmic decision making. Um, this has uh, multiple effects, whether that's you know democratic uh, processes or uh, you know issues related to um, your workplace or uh, uh, the social media feeds that you receive. Uh, I think that's actually the uh, key issue for why this is uh, so important to to talk about, think about, make sure it is um, as trustworthy as possible, and to try and uh, create some transparency and explainability around uh, what AI is doing. Great. Thank you, Jason. I can see why we need to be aware of these potential problems and how spatial might help us respond. So now let's discuss some benefits and advancements. Can you provide some concrete examples of how AI and machine learning are positively impacting society's well-being? 
Yeah, I think um, there's a number of different ways in which um, uh, this is happening. The automation of different uh, processes that um, used to take up a lot of time or energy or effort um, being sort of solved or uh, simplified for us is actually a, quite a huge uh, benefit. Uh, so within business processes, you can see an automation of uh, a number of different small uh, uh, tasks um, that uh, result in um, a much quicker and more efficient process. We're working with a, a team on a, on a separate project that's uh, in Italy. They're, they're doing scannings of um, uh, um, a fabric, for instance, to see anomalies in the fabric. And people are having to do this with their eyes and, you know, sort of staring. It's, it's creating a number of um, uh, health issues because they're having to look at the fabric. And, of course, the, the industry, the, the company wants to do this as quickly as possible to note where the problems are. But if we can actually train a tool uh, to do that, uh, then then actually the concentration level, the, the health uh, concern for those people who are having to stare at this, becomes focused on where anomalies might be rather than having to identify them as a human. You have a machine sort of say, here's a potential anomaly, and then it gets checked by a human. And, and that, that um, actually can benefit workers uh, in that particular uh, context quite significantly. Uh, it means that they don't have to have their eye checked every uh, six months like they normally do. Um, it means that they will also be able to do their job a bit more efficiently. These are some examples of how AI actually sort of could potentially impact a particular job. There's all sorts of other ways in which that's happening, whether that's personalized healthcare, whether that's um, uh, social media or advertising that actually fits uh, uh, you and what you want. Now, of course, there are other issues there, but um, but at least you sort of have personalized um, uh, 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 data being given to you. Um, it also can affect, and, and we can think about um, uh, better decision-making on large data sets, what really matters, what really begins to change. Um, and of course, there's all sorts of future things, um, whether those are robotics uh, or uh, self-driving vehicles. All of these are benefits potentially from, from, uh, from AI uh, as uh, useful for the future. Yeah, it sounds fascinating, actually. Considering the potential risks and challenges, how can we ensure that artificial intelligence and machine learning contribute to society's well-being ethically and responsibly? Well, I think that's the important part. So the examples I give, and I was trying to put them in a positive light, they also have very uh, potential negative uh, spin, uh, spins or uh, perspectives. So whether that's the workplace in which you suddenly have a machine dictating how the human will work, uh, or whether that's the uh, social media feeds that uh, reinforce, um, you know, um, um, particularly dangerous uh, uh, and and not scientifically um, uh, demonstrated uh, perspectives, uh, like what we saw during the pandemic, uh, or or we see. Um, um, self-driving vehicles that are that are not quite ready for uh, going forward. These are all risks that actually um, are, are also present in the AI that we've increasingly become reliant on. So what we have to do in order to deal with some of these um, uh, critical issues to be more ethical and responsible is we have to look at the, the bias in data selection. So that is the pre-process, uh, the, the, the data that AI is building on, 
um, often has embedded in it certain expectations of what is normal, what is appropriate, what is um, uh, possible, or it has, you know, a very skewed bias. It's only coming from a certain group of people or a certain set of practices. So we need to make sure that certain groups of people, neighborhoods, categories are not preferred over others and discriminated against automatically. Uh, that means that we also need to open up best practices for developing trustworthy AI and similar solution. And that's kind of exactly what we're doing in spatial. Um, we're trying to provide the means for making decisions that are more transparent to both the developers themselves. Uh, so having this conversation with the people who are developing AI itself, the end users, um, that is the people who are implementing whatever project it is. So on the first part, you have uh, the, the engineers, the software designers, the developers, then you have what that actually is going to take place, what the context is. And then there's a general public, so a larger group of people, the average citizen, that kind of needs to know and should know and understand a bit more what decisions are being made on the basis of the data that perhaps they have um, generated. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, and Jason, looking ahead, what do you what do you envision for the future of AI and machine learning about society's well-being? Yeah, I think the uh, future is that we need um, to really focus on a broader perspective and implementation of AI um, that includes, um, well, projects like Spatial, but others that are actually trying to make sure that the transparency explainability is present and uh, accounted for. Um, that we need to create an awareness of the inner workings. Um, not everyone is going to become a technical engineer or understand all of it, but at least it should be explained. And that the people who are involved are not just trying to solve problems. I think one of the things that's most fascinating uh, when you talk to anyone who's involved in the development of AI, they're trying to solve a problem. Uh, but they don't always have a larger context or understanding. Uh, a larger um, social context uh, in which they might anticipate potential issues. Uh, so that's also what we're trying to do is help them to begin to think uh, about what are the implications broader than solving this problem in this way right now. So mitigating those a little bit um, there. Um, I think also that uh, a, a future uh, with more uh, awareness, societal awareness of AI, is something that we want to do and we think is, is critical. So for instance, we're working with our, our uh, partners Minilearn on an education module about how to um, appropriately embed uh, key issues into uh, uh, the AI development. Um, that is how to make things more transparent or more explainable. Um, for me and my other role as a vice dean of education, I also realize that um, uh, one of the critical things is in how do we educate people about what's going on. Um, I did uh, read uh, the other day uh, someone who said, um, AI is just incredibly, incredibly stupid. And, and that sounds really counterintuitive, but it's because AI is really only focused on developing on the basis of its uh, of the data that's present and in the instructions that it's given. So. Um, it 
most of the time doesn't always understand full context and it is very um, focused. Uh, there's a whole discussion on uh, AI and when we will come to um, um, completely independent AI, there's different levels of, uh, of how we might describe uh, AI itself. Uh, but it's to begin to understand that uh, um, certain parts of what AI is doing um, requires uh, an understanding of what AI is doing requires an, a basic level of education and knowledge about some of the terms, about some of the processes, rather than, let's just say, a um, science fiction version that plays really well in movie theaters and in books. Um, uh, I think uh, um, our future well-being depends on us uh, as a society being able to understand what is really possible, what is really happening, being concerned about the fears that are represented in these science fiction versions, but also pulling back and saying, how do we um, work alongside of, uh, of AI? I think the last point that I would make here is that oftentimes there's this separation between technology and people uh, that, you know, the, the AI is somehow separate from the people who have created the databases from which it's learning and have programmed it to go uh, operate in a particular way. And for us, uh, especially uh, in our research that we're trying to do at Erasmus University in Rotterdam, um, we want to find the places where those two are integrated together because uh, let's face it, most things that we do, technology is involved in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so trying to make some sort of separation is really not, uh, it's just not possible. Uh, so then so then thinking alongside for the society's well-being is about how do these coexist? How do they um, have the best of both worlds, you know, the potentials, uh, the, the advantages, as well as mitigating the risks or concerns to the degree which is possible. Yeah, I can see that. And I would say that if we had to, to, to say a sentence about this interview, <laughs> I will I will keep that integration of technology and people. And also awareness and education are key. Don't you uh, think? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree. Yeah. I think that's actually a, a, that's the part that I think um, um, even uh, whether that's a, a, me as a social scientist or a computer engineer, there's a tendency for us to make an, a, a, a false separation um, uh, that doesn't exist in practice. Because as as we talked about at the beginning, so much of our life is is being dictated or directed by AI, and we don't know it. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's a little bit scary, <laughs> but yeah. But so... I think actually that, but that, that's the interesting thing right there is that it's yeah. a bit scary, <laughs> but that scary becomes from the fact that we don't realize that, um, again, it's not operating outside of the parameters it's given. What I mean by that is, is there's usually an enclosed case. So the AI that you're encountering is being told to do something in a certain way. You may not know it. Um, and that's the problem is that we need to increase awareness of knowing that, hey, actually, uh, the news feed that came up or the uh, or the uh, route that uh, a GPS uh, a navigation system told me is based on AI or the um, 
the switching on my public transportation about which routes that I should go to or, or who's being dispatched where or my hospital care. All of those things are being influenced by AI systems. Um, and that can sound scary, but on the other hand, that also can be that this is about, um, yeah, making life a little bit easier for many different people, whether that's making your route a little more efficient or making them make sure that you have the right care at the right moment. Um, the counter side of that is that we can miss some of the larger context uh, that uh, that uh, creates other issues. And I think that's where the scary part comes in. Uh, and rightfully so, but we, we need to operate on the basis that there are some uh, scary things um, that have potentials, but also recognize that when we see those, we actually can do something because these things are not happening in a vacuum. They're not happening apart from our participation and direction as human beings. Yeah, that's why Spatial and other European projects, organization, and the European Commission are working on an artificial intelligence more, more secure. And, and yeah, and, and you're right. Yeah, so yeah, that's exactly Sorry? where we're going. Uh, is is to yeah. try and find this better. Yeah. Yes. So in this interview, we have addressed um, some topics like an overview of the impact of AI and machine learning on society's well-being. We have also discussed the benefits and advancements and the future of AI and machine learning about society's well-being. So thank you so much, Jason, for being here with me in this episode. It was really interesting. And thank you so much for listening to us and stay tuned about the upcoming podcast for all, all our audience. Thank you so much. Thank you.